2: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown.
1: And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 454 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today... By the Funkmaster himself, he's angry for a variety of reasons. I'm up. He's he's most angry about the USA wrestling bracket, but I'm making him it, wait. It, it's it's so dumb, Christian. Don't don't make me wait. I'm like a freaking caged animal. All right, all right. Let's let's we'll unlock the cage. For some reason, we're not gonna start with Iowa Lock Penn it. State. We're gonna start with yeah, Ben Askren's wait. bracket rant just because he's so angry. Go.
2: Listen, I'm so annoyed because USA Wrestling, normally they they execute not all that great on stuff like this. But this is people's life. This is people's life, Christian. Some of these guys have trained for a lifetime to make an Olympic team. This is their one and only shot. And I know some of you guys are poo-pooing it because there's Jake and Burroughs in the bracket and you don't really think that anyone else can make it on the team. But we had Jaden Cox and Frank Molinano make it from a nine seed. So to just say F what the bracket looks like, and make it totally unfair is ridiculous. So let's I made pull up a the fair, USA I'll, bracket first. I, I made a I made a fair bracket in five minutes on a damn podcast last week. USA Wrestling can't figure
1: this out. They've All had right. months. So we're pulling up a R- bracket R- that you hate. Tell up. me what's wrong with this bracket.
2: Okay. Here, here's the four things that I came up with that are really, really stupid. Within five minutes looking at it, I hope you guys can help me. Number one. Okay. So essentially the day ground is the semis, right? Yes. Which means the round before that is the quarters, which means the round before that is the round of 16. There are going to be more than eight competitors in this bracket. Which means because you are giving two buys in the semis, not one, you will essentially push it all the way back to the round of 32. Meaning some of these guys will have to cut five matches in the day instead of four. If you make it, if you make it only one buy in the semis versus two you have t- essentially 12 spots in the round of 16, not eight. Okay? So that that's
1: the first obvious one. Does that does that register with you guys? That registers, but that's also nothing new that some guys would wrestle more matches than others. That happens at the World Championships, yeah, the Olympic but, Games. It happens I, I, at the World Team Trials. Christian,
2: I understand that. And if it has to happen – Well, I don't like the World Championships brackets either. They're bringing up their dump brackets. Those, yeah, those that are makes terrible. It look du- that makes you look dumber, not better. Okay, so, Yeah. Um, Okay, so number one, you're making people wrestle an extra round when you don't necessarily have to. Okay, mm-hmm. number number two, being the four seed in this bracket is significantly better being, than being the three seed and probably even better than being the two seed, okay? So um, if you're the four seed, you only have to upset the number one seed. If you're the three seed, you have to upset the two seed, Dake, and then win in the finals, right? Does that make sense? Okay, furthermore, if you were to seed Dake, consider him a seed. You then have the 1, the 3, and the 4 all on the same side of this bracket. You have the 1, the 5, and the 6 on the other I'm sorry, the 2, the 5, and the 6 on the other side. That is just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And lastly, the number one bracketed seed could possibly here have two rounds less than the 3 seed. The, uh, or the 3 or the 2 because there could potentially be um, another round of this bracket and the 1 seed won't have to face that. Okay. so All right
1: so dumb it's easy just fix it it takes two seconds alright and you have created the fix and we can pull that up yes. as well um, you believe you have the solution so your your main thing is the bottom side is far tougher and that Correct. there are some guys in different parts of the bracket that will have way more matches potentially two more matches
2: and, and the three seed is getting negatively punished over the, over the four seed right it doesn't make any sense
1: that's true because Dake's on his side Correct.
2: So okay. so if you put so in the bracket, I pull pull up the other bracket, guys. Yeah. If you do this, Dake is here, right? So then, the, essentially, so if we if we put all these numbers down by one one because we take we could take Dake out of the seating, you essentially have the one and the two on top, and the three on bottom, which is fair, right? The the one and the two should get a better spot than the three. Then um, you look get the five. He would just have to beat the four to get the Dake, which he you know he's already down there. Um, so this bracket, and you you can go all the way to 12, 12 participants without pushing to the round of 32, which I think this bracket will probably end up with 10, 11, or 12 participants in it. So you'll be able to do it with the round of 16 and not push to the round of 32.
1: Okay. It's uh,
2: significantly more It's significantly more equitable. It takes no effort. USA Wrestling needs to do the right thing and do this because, like I said, Christian, this is like, ha-ha, funny that we're talking about a bracket. F that. This is some guy's livelihoods. Some guys have put a lifetime of work into this. And to not make a half-assed effort to put a good bracket together is doing those guys a disservice and an
1: injustice. So wh- why do you think they didn't do this? I mean, th- there's, there's, a- this is not just a USA Wrestling. T- this is athletes signing of, off on of, this. Coaches are signing off on this.
2: Lack of brain power, effort, and discernment. <laughs> Some brain power. One of those. One, it's, one, it's one of those. <clears throat> either they didn't think about it hard enough, or they don't care care enough.
1: So you're treating Dake as the one, and so you say you would put the two and the three up top, right? I mean, that, that's a fair thing to do, isn't it? Yes, yes, and keep them opposite of – and put – Yeah. I don't and, see – And I, I, think, I think a lot of people are kind of watered under the bridge on this because Dake and bros are so good.
2: But again, we only have to go back one Olympic cycle to see two nine-seeds make the Olympic team. Yeah. We don't got
1: to go back far. Well, at, at two weights where we were weaker, right? But that shouldn't matter. That really has—that's immaterial to yeah. the point of this could be a different weight class where we weren't as Correct. established or whatever. So yeah, I think uh, I don't see any holes to poke in this scenario, Ben. I think this is pretty good.
2: Okay, cool. USA Wrestling, do the right thing, get it done. I'm sure someone's
1: gonna tweet you this link and just just listen. Don't be stubborn. Get it done. It's simple. Stubborn? It'd be—I think it'd be pretty tough to get it. Um, changed at this point in the season but why we have we have every 2 months left all you got to do is freaking rewrite the bracket that you blew in the
2: first place
1: cuz i think they they have to get you know how bureaucratic you know no.
2: the i guess to get approved Procedural Procedural by like USOC stuff. and stuff like that yeah how did the USOC blow it it's ridiculous man well, they know. I'm, I'm I'm so annoyed by this whole thing it's like it was easy like literally christian we talked about it for 5 minutes i did it on a podcast like Lack of brain power or lack of discernment. It's one of those two things. But how could they not figure out how to do it the right way? Oh. I i made four arguments within five. I saw their bracket. I'm driving to freaking tires plus because my car, wheel's doing this a little bit. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what are they doing? This is the dumbest bracket ever. And within three minutes, I think of four flaws in it. How did they not think of these flaws? It's ridiculous.
1: I'm not sure, Ben. Um, yeah, I, I wish <clears> had, <throat> I had more to say about it. I feel like I'm not being a good partner here, but I, I'm. It, it's all right. Let's you you tell USA Wrestling to get it done. Also, all right. I'll, I'll throw it. We, we're all, USA Wrestling and us are connected through a Slack channel right now. So I'll just I'll just shoot it over the, the what's what Slack channel? I don't I don't know what Slack channel is. Slack is like. How companies like have inner communication internal like, communication? Yeah, so like instant messaging, basically. But the uh, whole company's on got it. it, and we connected ours with USA Wrestling now for. Efficiency of communication. Now, okay. Hopefully, we get them fixed. Oh, then. another
2: another fired up topic. Let's go to this RBY. This yeah. There's so many so many ungodly stupid takes on this one. Let's go.
1: Okay, let's go because Iowa Penn State happened. It was as cool and dramatic as you could have asked it to be, yep. if not more. And maybe we can go into a more broad discussion about how cool it was later. But. There are like nine things within the RBY-DeSanto match that that have to be uh, discussed, including the rankings debate slash fallout that has many people really fired up, which is not really actually something to be fired up about. But first, I think we have to start with the the match itself, which begins with a shot from Austin DeSanto and a near-ankle counter from Roman Bravo Young that hurts Austin DeSanto. And so I think... We we start with that, Ben. The legality, the illegality of that hold, do you see anything problematic there?
2: Now, I even kind of made a video detailing it. I also made a video, and I talked about a lot of things that college us are doing that I don't like. But you and I both looked at the rules this morning, and there's nothing that's expressly outlined in there besides the twist in the knee lock, which who, who in God's green earth knows what that is. <laughs> um, I think we that, all that know. Is, that is outlined in the rules. Um, listen, scrambling is dangerous. I think I hurt my knee five times before I kind of figured out how to protect myself and move the right way. It's, it's dangerous. There's a lot of ways your knees bend, and um, and it's unfortunate. But DeSanto's knee got injured. I don't think there was anything even slightly illegal that Roman Bravo Young did. Potentially,
1: potentially dangerous, but maybe not even that. So here's my question. I, I'm reading the NCA rules book. And first of all, it's funny because 84% of it is all about like head scissors and stuff that is like really doesn't actually pose an injury threat of any kind. There's so little in the rule book about knee injuries and protecting the knees, which I think is something that should be more of a point of emphasis given the number of knee injuries in the sport. Now, well, part of it Christian is it's it's so hard to say who did it,
2: right? Right. I mean, for example, like the Nolf Van Brill, Nolf did that to himself. Are you gonna yes. blame it on Van Brill? Right? I mean, like you see what I'm saying? Some people try to. So, yeah,
1: they <laughs> well, depends which fan base you have. They really thought Van Brill did that on purpose. So but but my point is, do you agree or disagree that there should be some sort of rules outlined for knee protection? And if there are some things yeah. that have not as much Wrestling utility—it's for the, it's not a wrestling technique, more so than it is something that just hurts someone sure. that prevents a scoring
2: opportunity. Um, I, I don't—I don't have any trust in anyone to get this right because like, these scrambles are so—they're um, just so all over the place. There's so many different things that can happen, and for to ask a ref to know every single little way a knee can twist and get hurt, and on top of that, everyone's knees are different. Like if you watch like Seth Gross and the way his hips and knees move, because a lot of it is about the hip mobility, also. You watch the way his legs and hips move versus someone else, right? It's different. And so, you know, I think the one thing that could add a lot of safety, and I don't, I don't even know if I like this. I've been thinking about if I like it or not, but it would add safety, is not allowing wrestlers to grab the bottom of the shoe because not allowing the foot to turn, that's a lot of what hurts the knee. Um, but, again, I don't, I don't even know that I like that.
1: So, yeah, that's that's what a lot of people have been coming back to mm-hmm. is th- the yeah. bottom of the shoe, grabbing the toe. They say that is the scenario where, where knees can get injured. Right.
2: Yeah. It's a great hold, though. It's a great hold. There's no sweat on the
1: shoe. It's got a good grip. It's good. It's a good space for the hand. Well, yeah, I mean, Ben. I mean, of course. But, that, <laughs> but what does that have to do with anything? No, no one's saying there's a lot of things that would be a great hold and a great move. But, like, if, yeah. if knees are just going to get ripped up, then we should do something about it. Well, but here's the, I don't know. I haven't thought all the way through every single situation about
2: how grabbing the shoe or the bottom of the foot is going to affect every single wrestling situation. And so I don't want to say, let's ban it, right, before I like sure. start thinking through. Because there's so many places where I grab a shoe or a shoe is the right place to grab because it is a good grip and it allows uh, wrestling to happen. So I don't want to say, let's do this without thinking about all of the consequences of what it's going to look like.
1: Well, to me, it's just the angle that the foot and the knee was taken to. Now, I, I watched the RBY one. Now, I, a little bit, what's fresh in my mind is everyone's talking about this Brayton Lee DQ, and I watched that yeah. one, and and that to me looked a lot more dangerous and potentially blatant yeah. than the R, the RBY yeah. one is very subtle and yeah. on, one the, the well, idea on. the notion hold on Christian. the notion that a referee would have the time to put a stop to that. The, I mean, the time from which he goes to the foot to when he pulls it out, there's no time for preventing that. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't fault the ref one iota for it being called that way. Right. Unless you're going to well, say guys, gra- grabbing the bottom of shoes illegal.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so it's the Santos fault too. All DeSanto has to do is move his ass forward a little bit, turn his knee and his, and his knee doesn't get hurt. So, his stubbornness and his lack of knowledge of that position. Now, if you do that, you probably put yourself in a cradle, but you don't hurt your knee, right? It's, uh, it, it's a
1: little bit of both there. So th- that was another thing, Ben. So uh, DeSanto gets in. RBY goes near ankle. As as DeSanto drapes, he goes near ankle. DeSanto immediately yeah. comes back down to the mat and just completely freezes. To me, it seemed like and, he yeah. was not sure what to do in that scenario.
2: Yeah, exactly, and so um, I, I kind of showed the video, but you know, the farther you be- are back on your haunches, the more your heel is close to your butt, the more when that bends, that's going to hurt your knee, right? The farther you are up with your butt off your heels, the more your leg is going to bend, and then if you really need to bend past that, you turn your knee to the ceiling, and, and then it's no problem whatsoever. Obviously, the danger there, then, is that you're, be- you're going to be cradled, probably, unless
1: you do something else. Right, right, yeah. so... They uh, they stop it for for potentially dangerous. I mean, RBY was gonna take him over in a cradle. It seems uh, undoubtable. For and, sure. And he also, and we've seen Roman has. That's been an evolution for him. We saw him hit a near side. I'm pretty sure it was near side against Ridge. Love it, which was huge for that duel. Um, so definitely credit to him. But then the match continues on. But before the match continues,
2: Wait, uh, uh, Hold on,
1: hold on. I, I I was I when I watched it back I was the. Like, does the ref stop it in the
2: right time, or does he always stop it because DeSanto yells? What do you guys think on that? Oh, I think he absolutely stopped it because yeah, DeSanto yelled. Yeah, that's why he
1: stopped it. If he, you, why, can't just, you can't yes, just you yell. Can. Stop. That's why, this, why that's why Roman yes. got choice. Yes, you can scream out, and, and it's injury time. You give but then up you choice. You should give up a takedown. You should give up a takedown because what if I was going to get taken down and I just yelled? Yep. That's that, ridiculous. I think, that, I think, yeah, you're right. There should be probably a takedown call there. I, it, yeah, a lot of times you see down. it.
0: A lot of times they'll give the
1: takedown. Yeah, I think often yeah. you do. I think often you do. Well, I think
0: the problem is he locked the cradle up, and then DeSanto yelled. He didn't send him to a hip yet. Yeah. Like, when the ref stopped it, I don't think he yeah,
1: put him the, to his
2: hip. Sure, but the takedown was obviously Im- imminent at that point. Well, you're, you're – Ben, if, what you're if, asking –
1: no, what you're but asking you're the boy, for is the, the referee to give a takedown on assuming the finish of a shot. If a guy's in on a high no, crotch... I'm
2: I'm saying a defensive guy shouldn't be able to excuse himself from poor positions by
1: simply yelling out. That's what I'm saying. You you don't really see it uh, manifest itself that often. Um, well, that's what happens. You, you rarely see And also, well, so basically, if you get hurt and you are in danger of being scored on, you think you should give up the takedown?
2: Yes. Yes, if you so, need to yell out, yes, you should give it a takedown.
1: Okay, I don't know. I don't yeah. really agree with that um, because it really if the ref
2: if, rep- if the referee sees something that's illegal or potentially dangerous, he has the ability to stop that. If you have to yell out to stop the act from happening, that should not be allowed because then people
1: could game that rule set very easily. You could game it the other way too. If I'm in on a shot, I can you know maybe I hurt hurt the guy I'm wrestling or something. Do something. Come on, something. what? Come on, you're being ridiculous now. Okay. Um, Maybe a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Well, kind
2: of
0: point I want to hit on is should, like, that pulling the knee out action, should that possibly be looked at as being called illegal? Because we we saw David McFadden, Virginia Tech All-American, weigh in on this, and he said that exact position is what tore his ACL his freshman year. He's like, because it puts a lot of torque on it, and you really can't do anything.
2: You can do something though. You can turn your knee up. If you turn your knee up, it doesn't get it doesn't get hurt. Well, I mean, he did that. DeSanto did do that. Yeah. Like he turned it out, and his knee immediately went up, and that's when RBY locked the cradle up. No, no, no. I mean, turn your turn your kneecap to face the ceiling. So if your kneecap faces the ceiling, your knee will not be in any imminent danger whatsoever. Okay, so turn the opposite way that DeSanto turned. it. So essentially, your heel turns down and your toe turns to the ceiling, which is then why I'm saying. Maybe we shouldn't be allowed to grab the bottom of the shoes because if they grab the bottom of the shoe, you can't turn you. They can't then right turn your toe to then free free from the pressure. Yeah, so your defense,
1: you. your, your, the defense you are describing, is not even possible if they have the bottom of the shoe, right? Well, yeah, which is why I am saying possibly that's
2: something we could think about taking out. Now I haven't thought about it in all the situations, so I don't want to say something crazy yeah. and say we should we should ban that, right? Right? Because there is other times when it's perfectly useful and not dangerous whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Okay,
2: and then so they hold on, and then so the other point would then be like, I mean, you guys both wrestled. I am sure one of the first things you teach in wrestling is um, grab the ankle, stuff the head, put your hips in, and pull the leg to the outside, right? I mean, that's like one of the first sprawl defenses taught. I am going to go teach it to our five year olds tonight at the at the little kids class. So now are now we going to make pulling the ankle to the outside of the body? Are we gonna make that
1: illegal? That's kind of absurd, right? Well, I, I think when you grab grab the shoe, pull it up, you are bringing the heel to the butt it was. Yeah. Not bring the heel, put the heel up and out, right? But but Bobrov Bob Younger, he,
2: he didn't pull it out. He didn't pull like. it off the mat, right? Yeah, yeah, true. So, I... and it still hurts. So I mean, yeah, it, it's a tough situation, and and again, like I think it's something where a lot of the athletes got to take the onus on them to protect themselves and, and understand and know the positions. And that's like I told you, I hurt myself. I think five times in the first. 15 to 18 months of my college career, none of them super serious, but I did hurt myself because I didn't quite know what I was doing, and I put myself in a lot of crap situations. And once I started figuring out, oh, I can't go there, i got to move my leg this way, then I stopped being hurt because I started figuring out the right ways to move and, and how to protect myself.
1: Okay. As a medical doctor, Ben, how hurt is DeSanto?
2: Um, well, you know what? The, here's so We'll get into the rest of the match. I didn't think he was that hurt at the time. And watching the way he competes the rest of the match, I don't think he's very hurt at all. I mean, he wrestled balls to the wall until RBY got back to that same position again, and then he gave it up. And even Tom Brand said in the post-press
1: conference, he said, if Austin could have calmed himself down, he could have continued. And you know, you mentioned that. I think about um, when Michael Kemmer was wrestling Edinburgh, he had a, his freshman year, a similar thing happened. His knee it, it looked bad. I think Kemmer screamed out. He, he may have even injury defaulted that match. And I remember then Tom said something very similar to that effect where this is a guy, he's not really been injured before. And if you haven't been injured before, which is what he said about DeSanto, you don't know exactly what you're feeling and what's happening and that you can actually go through with it. Because if you haven't had a, n- a number of knee injuries. So he said that then about Kemmer. And so him saying yeah. that now about Desanto makes me feel good that he's probably not that hurt, but that he wasn't able to uh, continue. But he was not calm, you know. After after that, he couldn't get it back because I mean he was down one. He could have got back in that match. He he yeah. uh, he forced a, a a slide by that really wasn't there that Desanto was just ready for. He fires off that yeah. double leg and then. RBi. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, RBY fires off that double and takes him down. I mean, RBY looks super prepared in, in a couple of different positions. He was, yeah. he went to that near ankle knowing he was going to get draped there and that DeSanto was going to get on legs. He went to that, he was lined up on that double waiting for that slide by attempt. So I, I felt like mm-hmm. RBY's preparation level was really high and, and it was an impressive result for him. And with DeSanto, um, you know, it's, I don't think, I think, Obviously, it's still a winnable match, but I think yeah. there's maybe a little more of a blueprint out for for how to slow DeSanto down.
0: I mean, Ben mentioned it. He clearly looked like he didn't know what to do there, and it's surprising to me, at least, because he scrambled with Seth Gross, and mm-hmm. he—I mean, I've been impressed with his scrambling the past two years. Yeah, um,
1: but he did look lost in that position. I think everyone goes maybe far ankle, or they—I don't think anyone's gone to that defense. Against him before, so he'll yeah. he'll have some adjustments to make. But like Coach Branch but, says, if he, if he gets to the corner, he's fine there on that single. He had the angle; he didn't have to come out the back yeah. door, really.
2: Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's keep going though. So uh, then RBY on that second cradle doesn't really pull the leg out. The handle kind of gave it to him. Yes. And then the, the cradle isn't that position does not put. Well, I'm gonna say very little if no torque on the knee, and sure. he cried out. I mean, so it was kind of like. You know, what? the one thing I took offense to is he kind of wanted a way out. His knee wasn't that bad, as evidenced by the how hard he was wrestling before that. And you know, one of the things my dad always told me growing up, he said, if you're going to dish it out, you need to take it. And I took that to heart. And so, when DeSanto's out here party on everyone for the last two years, I'm kind of good with it, right? But then when someone's going to party back, you get out there, you take like a man. If that means if your shoulders got to go flat, your shoulders got to go flat, fine. But don't whine and get out of the match.
1: Sure. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I think Austin is a unique case emotionally. Absolutely, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's different. He's different. But that different. doesn't
2: mean that doesn't mean if, that doesn't mean I'm if you're dish-
1: Okay, I'm not absolving. I'm just saying. Got it. Sure, per, per, perfect scenario. Yeah, I think you just you go over there. Um, but as it stands, it's a it's a minus seven for Iowa because they lose by by pinpoints injury default, and they lose a team point. In the process of the first injury, which we can have our team point discussion now if you'd like. Permission to team point no, discussion?
0: Why don't we stick on uh, the RBY DeSanto? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, let's, let's
1: do that. Well, <clears throat> I don't know what next, else there is to say. Well, the ranking comes next. Oh, okay. All right. So we want to go there. All right. Now, Ben Askren, intelligent person. Yeah. Um, I, I get uh, people got carried away with, with what. Um, I think a lot of what Space said, he didn't actually mean. He doesn't think it's not a win for Roman Bravo Young or okay. th- that's just a no contest. He doesn't actually believe that. He knows that's a win and that counts for the record for Roman and it counts for Austin uh, in his record as, as a loss, right? And he
0: knows it will count yeah. in the NCAA. NCAA seating and Big Ten seeding and all that record. stuff. Yeah.
1: Okay. The point is, and the point he's correct about, is a match uh, – Actually, let me back up, Ben. Injury defaults oh. happen all the time, right? They are very, Correct. very common, Correct. okay? should There needs to be – do you agree or disagree that there should be a uniform application for rankings for injury default? Oh, that, that's an interesting question. It's not that no, interesting. I, no, the answer I, is yes, you have to be uniform. I do not, yes, no, you I, I do not think so. The, the, why? Why? When why we, can want,
2: when we can what? We can what? Okay. Wait, let me just tell you my my take without thinking about that question too long. If we if we can see something happen and we have a body of work essentially, right? Whatever the match was um, before the injury default happened. Um, if you're smart people, why can you not take that? You, you have to wipe that out and like treat it as a blank slate. I don't get that thought.
1: Um, no, I in my perception of of those two wrestlers, not necessarily. I definitely look at the Roman Desanto rivalry differently now. However, okay. you do need to have uniform application when it comes to injury. Why? Defaults Why? Because you are entering hundreds of results every single week. The idea that you know the scenario behind every injury default is crazy. And um, well, I would say I would venture to guess you probably have a good idea.
2: I mean, if you're a ranker and your job is to rank, say you only have top 20, right? So you don't if you go past 20, very far, you probably don't think it. 25, sorry. You don't have to consider those with the past 25. There's probably only a couple injury defaults in, in matches. And if you're a ranker and you're doing a good job, you should probably watch those matches to get a good idea of what's happening anyways. So I will not absolve them. I think you should watch those matches. I don't think it's hundreds of uh, hundreds of people. Hundreds of matches, sorry.
1: Okay, that's not even the main point. The, the main point is oh. wrestling matches, unless there's a pin or technical fall, are seven minutes long. And mm-hmm. to have a match that was so impacted by injury that the competitor could not continue has no ranking value. Okay? There's Why? no ranking value. Absolutely not. And there and it's this funny is not, but, it's funny because this is hold absurd. on, hold on. It's funny because injury defaults have been happening all year long and for years and years and years. And it happened when when John Van Brill and Jason Kolf the Penn State fans weren't looking for uh for John Van Brill to pass Jason Nolf for for him to be hurt in the rankings then but now that it would help their guy they feel like, and it would be the same thing if it was an Iowa guy or whatever guy they're the biased the, all the fan bases are biased equally but it was no different then when Van Brill won by injury default over Nolf would you drop Jason Nolf in the rankings cuz he lost by injury well, default well, no it's nonsensical well, and and many of these rankings organizations hold on, hold that aren't on, paying attention hold on what Christian hold on i did not i did not in any way shape or form
2: specify that I would just count the injury default as a loss. I said I would watch what was happening prior to the injury default and take that into account. That's what I said.
1: Okay, well, he, you're taking into account – Ben, you're taking into account a, a not a full match. Wrestling matches well, are seven minutes long. No, who cares? That's all we have. That's all we have. No, it's not all you have because the whole point of a wrestling match is that you can be losing in it and then you can come back and you can win it because there's but seven I'm minutes.
2: Not, but it, but that's not what happened. So I'm not gonna act. I'm not gonna act like I didn't see what happened. I did see him. Same thing with uh, uh, Sebastian Rivera and Travis Pietrowski. I saw the match and ended in an injury fault, but I saw what happened six minutes before that. I saw. It. So I'm going to take into account. Now maybe if it's like a, a thirty second thing, okay. Sure, it's thirty seconds. Maybe if the score is tied or it's really competitive, okay, I get it, right. But when it's it's very clear who's winning or losing that match, you can't just say I didn't see that. That didn't happen. It's a ridiculous thought process.
1: No, no, it's not. No, it's not because you're de- you're denying a a central part of what wrestling is, right? the The fact that you have the the whole match to do it. That you are prioritizing what we saw, and the fact that who knows what majority of the points were scored and this throw out DeSanto RBY just in general who knows what points were scored as a result of the injury right something where someone well, is no, so you, injured you, that they you, can't you finish do, you do
2: know that if you watch it you do know that if you watch it
1: not necessarily
2: you know you and, don't and know who's saying
1: who's saying everyone's gonna be healthy at is it's impossible right well no I mean, the, but those I, matches complete it has nothing to do with uh, what the, the health level it's the completion of the match
2: but you were just talking about the health level a second ago. You said you said who knows what points are scored
1: because of the injury, right? So you were you This, were is, talking in a, about this it. is in an injury default match. I'm not talking Correct. about every but other you, match that, that finishes.
2: I, I understand, but you were saying, who cares what the health level is? And I
1: said you just you just said what the, you it was bad what the health level was. Well, I think it's different with that was with that was you. Default. You brought that up. No, no, no. You I'm saying injury default matches. That's the that's the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to. And the difference is they have to quit those matches because they're so hurt.
2: Yeah. Hey, the glory match. Someone brought up in, the, in the Facebook comments. The glory match is another good example, um, and that one would be hard uh, because the match was uh, seven to seven at that point. I actually thought I thought Brock Huggins was going to win the match at that point. Um, man, so that that would be a tough one because it was seven to seven. But when Basically, when it's clear, like like this match, guys, this match was five to zero and about to be nine to zero. I'm freaking taking that into account.
1: When you say
2: some you got no, I mean to. you can take it into you one it's
0: an. it's like an incomplete grade in in school the way I can view it it's like a no contest um i just and then the people that were were trying to claim Honest.
2: that it, it was it was 9 to 0 it wasn't it was 5 and was the match stopped the match stopped it, with like three minutes didn't cry, it was going to be 9 it was going to be 9 to 0
0: okay but he got hurt. Zero. they stopped it they said the refs was like you got injury time you're done Okay, you, he was not the second time.
1: You can't he say, it. "Hey Ben, you can't just say what." How come you get to say it was going to be nine nothing, but you get you also are saying Desanto can't come back? That's that's not how it works. I, did, I, I didn't say that. Yes, you I did. You just said it back. was going to be nine say? zero.
2: It was going to be nine zero. Yes,
1: that's correct. Well, no, but you don't know that.
2: Well, I, I you're predicting I the future. Pre-
1: yes, you. Are. He could have kicked okay. out. He kicked out of a tighter cradle against Seth. Gross. You do, you have absolutely no idea. You're it's an uh, assumption.
2: He, he didn't kick out, Seth Gross slipped above the head, so that was how he got out. It wasn't, Regardless, it wasn't kick out. he
1: got out of a tight cradle well, before, and you're assuming points on the one hand, but you're denying the fact that okay,
2: it was maybe
1: the best motor in NCAA wrestling. Now, am I predicting that? But the whole point of this is that it's not about a prediction. It's about what actually happened, right? Sure. What yes. measurably happened is a, a portion of a match was wrestled, but mo- most of it wasn't, and... So So that's not
2: incomplete information. So, okay, listen, the the coaches are kind of lazy, right? They want to coach wrestlers, not do rankings. So invariably, flow rankings, because they're the best, do affect what the coaches rank. So invariably, that does then affect NCAA seeds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. So then are are we going to say that because you guys won't move stuff around – that those matches didn't actually happen. So then, hold on, so then, if, if this is going to be the rule, should people who are losing matches fake an injury at the end of matches so you guys don't count them in the future? Is that getting, what should happen? I
0: was just getting ready to talk about that. It's, it's stupid because it's still, the loss still goes on your record, and they're going to look at it in the NCAA seating no. matrix and
2: everything. Yes, they yeah, are. But they look at Flo's rankings also, and those matter. Okay. so Then they look I'm at I'm asking them. you guys i'm asking you guys that question if if i'm losing a match and there's a minute left and i know i'm unlikely to win should i fake injury so you guys don't let it affect my ranking i would say no and i would seriously doubt that
0: anyone in that Who's match is that? gonna walk out of like they go out of bounds 30 seconds off. like man this will really hurt my ranking on am wrestling yeah i'm gonna like go down and hold my hamstring here and say, "I can't go on, so Flo doesn't drop me in their rankings. Are you really thinking about that in a
1: match? There's no way that's going. And the, the idea that people were suggesting that that was what was going through DeSanto's mind is like it's like the, he lost in like the, most, the worst way, and arguably one of the most embarrassing ways. He quit, the, the, match. He quit right. the match. He quit the match, right? right? Yes. So the idea um, that he would, in front of 16,000 people, the no, the number one duel of the entire year, the idea that he is doing some sort of like scheming for a, a ranking is just is crazy to me. Uh, that's not well, what's going I, I on. Would, and he
0: would cut. Co- you're you're going to cost your you're going to cost your team six points at a duel to protect your ranking, and you ended up costing your team another point. But because because you got hurt, all your coach lost a lost a team point because he was yelling at the ref.
2: we so have coaches. We're gonna have coaches throwing in white towels to end matches to float the counter against the rankings.
0: No, they won't. Oh, my They gosh. don't.
2: That's what's gonna happen. Uh, as blame as flow. Happen. Anything yeah, and that happens,
0: blame, blame flow. flow. It's our fault. You know what? You know what we do that nobody else does. Cowards. Is we have, a, we have a policy on our rankings. We don't rank true freshmen because we're not just going to throw them in there against college Appreciate guys that. that have resumes. We don't count injury defaults and I'm sure there's a lot more I'm not, I'm not thinking of right now, but everybody knows what they are. Everybody knows who does our rankings. He puts his email on there. He puts his Twitter account on there. He answers everything that you ask him and he, def- he gives an explanation for yes, why there's, people he literally move away. writes an explanation with what happens with every rankings change. And you know yeah. who doesn't? Track wrestling, Intermat, and probably all the other other they're sites not very out good there. At and they're no not. They're, well, yeah, was, they're not. They're not. And we're we, we have transparency and everybody sees it and you can yeah. ask questions and everybody else should be doing that. And it's bull crap they don't. It's
1: garbage. Garbage. Go off King. It's no good. Um, so yeah, it's that's how you do it. That's in my opinion the only way. That this comes up like once a year, um, every single year. This is the loudest it's ever been. We've always explained it. Willie does it the same way when we talked about it. Um, that it's just it's the way you should rank it. If you want to take into account for NCA seeds, sure. I don't I don't have a problem with that. But I think if you're about attributing value to a match. There's not much value in a match that is incomplete because of injury, period.
2: Yeah, well, I'd, I'd still disagree, but let's move on.
1: Okay. Um, I'm, you're going to end up in a twisting knee lock here soon. You don't even know what that is. No, <laughs> no one I. knows. No one knows. Excuse me, Mr. Official, what is a twisting knee lock? I, I feel like it's just some vague words they put in there that they I could mean, make it illegal yeah, a twisting knee. I mean, think. <laughs> I think
2: I think that should be like a jujitsu heel hook because that is something that obviously damages the knee. I think I should say like maybe heel hook. I think maybe that's what they need, mean, But obviously, I don't want to put words in their mouth, so I'm not sure. Got
1: it. Okay, so that was 33, except for the team point that was lost by uh, Coach Brands, which we we wanted to talk about um, the idea of losing team points. My, uh, I know you guys. Oh, think that's it's terrible. Go ahead, Ben. That wasn't exactly what I want to talk about. I,
2: Coach Brands, for all what it would have been worth, I heard some of the things he said to the referees in Dallas. He might have deserved the team point. Um, I wanted to talk about the Brian Snyder situation.
1: What's the Brian Snyder situation?
2: The, well, Isaiah White gets a pin, they throw a party, the referee takes the team point. You should absolutely allowed to be allowed, be allowed to celebrate as long as you do not antagonize your opposition.
1: I completely agree.
0: Yeah, and he didn't. Okay. Uh, that, that one pissed – that one – that dude really pissed me off because – Yeah, get him, Bracky. You had – Labriola gets this awesome last-second takedown where he just keeps a yep. toe in, and he takes his yes. headgear, and he throws it straight down at his feet. Yeah. Straight down yeah. at his feet. Doesn't, like, spike or anything. He just takes it off, and it's just like a forceful shove off his head. And they take a team point away. I mean, yes. my God, these guys train their asses off and they're out there battling somebody.
1: I've never understood the headgear thing. Why is that I mean No. At one time at the at the VHSL state wrestling tournament, a guy, <laughs> he, this dude definitely <laughs> got screwed so bad. He got hosed, no doubt about it. He lost, he ripped his headgear off he threw it. It was it was unbelievable. It was like a, a boomerang. It circled around and like landed like right in uh, the guy next to me hands. That was a that okay. You take a team point. But the celebratory spike <laughs> or whatever, I've never understood why that's like so. Why that's the thing?
0: Yeah, it, it's silly. And then the, to go back to Ben's point about what Coach uh, Snyder was saying, no one came on the mat. They didn't. They didn't come on the mat. They were just going crazy, like in the corner, and Snyder even like was like keeping them back. And also, yeah. the duel is over. It's over. It's over. Yeah. In basketball, when there's a game winning shot, they storm the court. The players run out on the court. In football, when there's a game winning field goal, they run out onto the court. But in wrestling, we have to be robots and just walk back to the middle and show no emotion and be gentlemen bs it, it will grow the sport so if the if these kids yeah. are allowed to show emotion yeah,
2: yeah. we we want it, we want it. so i always go back to um a spectator what, what you want out of a spectator is you want them to be emotionally invested it's a lot easier to get emotionally invested in the contest if the participants are emotionally invested so when we see that guy get the last second takedown or the last second pin and it makes them so happy that they have to celebrate that is a good thing not a bad thing and also with Labriola it was the first match of the duel. Yeah.
1: Like that's yeah. getting
0: your team off on the right foot against a top 3 opponent.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't understand the the apprehension around celebrations and, and stuff like that. I think that's completely different from the the coaching thing. And I also think the idea you a coach can't come on the mat or whatever or step on the mat that's kind of crazy too. I mean you I watched uh, and I think coach Schwab maybe made this point the, you watch college basketball, NBA. They're on the court they, yeah, while the game they, is going on.
0: And I know people were like, "Well, co- uh, college basketball and NBA, they have coaches boxes. They leave it all the time, all the and time. the refs do not do anything. They don't people, care.
1: anyone that says that, literally does not watch basketball. They also,
0: uh, and I don't know if this is in the, I don't know if this is in the rulebook or not, but wrestling officials, uh, we hear some of the stuff that coaches say, and sure, it's probably inappropriate, but. In football and basketball, they seem to let that stuff go a a lot more than they do in wrestling. See, I
1: have a a different opinion. I I think there's, in both instances, there's clearly a line. And you hear, this isn't a Tom and Terry Brands, this isn't any team-specific thing. You hear audacious stuff from these coaches routinely that Mm. I cannot believe they say. And I cannot believe the refs ignore it, right? So, to me, my my opinion, and they had very experienced officials on the mat there, there's a line there that gets crossed, and I think for for your words to lose a team point. Now, the idea of losing a team point, what whatever, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. It's kind of a weird part of our sport, but the idea that there, there's a pretty clear hold, line. Hold on,
2: hold on. And, Christian, I want I want to see something there um, in basketball. So listen, I don't watch a lot of basketball, before, so if I'm, if I'm somehow a little bit wrong. Um, correct me. So in baseball, the manager can get kicked out of the contest, right? Which I wouldn't mind seeing that in wrestling that I could be fine with that. But in basketball, I believe that's a technical violation. The other team gets shot at possession of the ball Yeah. in football it's probably a 15 yard penalty. So, you know, the, the, the action on the field is actually being specifically uh, affected by whatever that penalty is. Um, and so in wrestling, you know, you don't want to affect the individual match by that. So, um, I don't really see an issue with the team point. If you want to kick the coaches out, I'm cool with that too.
0: I don't I don't like something that like the coach said taking away from your your team's total. Um But that's
2: if, what happens in basketball, Kyle. In, I mean, they I yeah. know in basketball, violation.
0: I know yeah, you're right, but in basketball you have it's not just 10 matches. Like you have all these possessions. Like you have sure, much sure. more opportunity to get it back and everything. In wrestling it's so it means so much. It literally cost Kent state a duel this weekend. Um, they would have tied Cleveland State, and I, I don't know if they would have won on criteria, but they lost. They they didn't even get the chance to go to criteria because of a team point. Um, so what what would your solution be? Well, I I like either the technical or Spay has mentioned the yellow card, and then the coach is gone. Yeah, yeah. you're out. You get you get your because war- they they give you a warning now whenever you go to the table oh, yeah. and talk, which I think is crazy too. Like what if you're just like asking for a clarification or something? Yeah, you get a warning. I, I- Immediately,
2: I would love for these coaches to get kicked out because some of these coaches have such gigantic egos, and they can't they 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 won't know what it's like to lose control when the referee kicks them out the first time. They're gonna like have a have a freaking mental breakdown. It's gonna be fantastic.
0: Well, I, I would love to see it. Um, I know John Calipari, the head coach of Kentucky, he'll do it like strategically sometimes to fire him up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. He got kicked out of a game a few weeks ago at Arkansas, uh, and they were losing by five in the second half, and ended up winning by like nine. Yeah, no, <laughs>
1: come it's on. A, no, that, I, that's that's a common serious. thing. I'm, managers in baseball will get kicked out and stuff for you know fire up the team. I, I think I think ejections would be would be fine, but you know at the same time it's like have some. Uh, you got to be disciplined there, and Coach Brands basically said it. Like you got, you got to be better there. But everyone knows the the I thing. Know that,
0: I know that there's a line, but like, why is that line so much farther in football and basketball than it is? Wrestling? We don't know that it is. No, you. Yes, you do. You watch college football. You watch college basketball. You can read these coaches' lips. They are mother effing these officials, and the officials are just talking back to them or just ignoring them. And I've, you never, get, you I've should, never. You should, you should heard, not get
2: the mother effing official. You should not get to do that. I've never heard a wrestling coach say that. Or anything close to that. I, I heard some. I heard some crazy stuff in in Dallas. Just that was the most recent thing. That's why I'm referencing that. Obviously, in freestyle and Greco, you're a lot closer to the action, so you can hear more of the things that some some of these coaches are saying. All right, team points. Okay, let's kick them out. Let's kick the coaches out. I think that's a good solution. That would be. The it would be before. great and, theater. Yes, I think it would be great yes. theater. And I, I think I think the coaches would care more about getting kicked out than they would the team points. You may be like right. It would prevent it. It would prevent the behavior more.
0: I also like I like to the tee them up. Yeah, better than the yellow card. Like the yellow card, just like it's so European. Yeah, I don't know. Like when you
2: see someone <laughs> get teed up, like it's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's it's a it's a lot more. So their um, their first
2: violation, a technical violation, the second one they're out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah.
0: Next one, you hit the road.
1: And they play hit the road jack. <laughs> yeah, and and then they,
0: they, they, yeah, the home team plays hit the road jack, and the crowd goes wild. They're heckling the coach as he leaves. Yeah. It's they're, epic. They're throwing uh, Casey's
1: pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, um 4957. Well, 41, <laughs> Nick Lee just chews through. Forty nine fifty seven. no push for bonus. What? You didn't even talk about Spencer. What's to say?
2: The most <laughs> what, dynamic what point, say? point scoring machine. Wow, he got a takedown in four wrestling. tilts again.
1: I mean, he he mows through everyone. He's gonna destroy uh, I think everyone. He got two takedowns, right? Maybe didn't he? I yeah, because he yeah he got okay. one in the second to, to start the second. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Second period yeah. tech fall
2: breaking the news. most dynamic sport, point scoring machine in college wrestling history. History. I th- I think so. I think if you did points points per minute on the mat, he would be the highest. I gotta believe.
1: That could be true. That could be true. Although I yeah, I don't know. Kale was pretty dang dynamic.
2: I don't think Kale scored points at the rate that that uh, it was because it wasn't so turn based. It was well, obviously, and Spencer has the four points and the three point near fall. Mm-hmm. But I think Kale was more takedowns. I I believe, and I don't even think Kale's senior year he would have the bonus rate that Spencer does.
1: I don't think. Well, so, someone look, look that stand up I, again. Uh, I, I I think the time. thing I was going crazy Thursday because y'all were not talking. Consider the competition right now. We did. I know. I had to yell about it. No, on, we would have gotten there. on the plane, you were being impatient. I was okay. Well, maybe so. That that would not be the first time. But I just think every. You're saying all this. Look at the competition. He's beaten. Right? It's just not there. It's not well, compared maybe, to Z, compared it's to probably maybe, Kale. Maybe
2: it makes them all look bad, and you don't know that about Kale. I mean, go look back, and I, I don't believe there's any other all-timers in Kale's brackets. I mean, well, Spencer had Suriano, who's, who's probably going to be, you know, if not an all-timer, fairly close. He'd be Suriano 5-2. Yeah, no, but I'm score. okay. What?
0: I think it was 5-0. Oh,
2: Sorry. 5-0. Yeah, maybe not, yeah, little thing. Okay, but either way, Kale had close matches.
1: Yeah, I know. No, I know he did. I did. So Spencer's lost matches. Sure,
2: I'm not saying that. I didn't. I didn't say that he's the best. I said he's the most dynamic point scoring
1: machine in college wrestling history. Man, I okay. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Uh, I, I think will
2: be true. So someone do a statistical calculation of points scored per minute. And I think.
1: I think he's there. True. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's there. If you. If you make it about that i would probably say i still think it's a little a, a little rush i don't i don't know if we're there yet but maybe maybe so i mean he's clearly amazing but you know what he's had he could have if he if he had tech glory again and again at midlands uh i maybe it but it's just we haven't seen him again i'm against not
2: the, saying oh, uh, <laughs> listen i'm not saying he's the best i didn't say that whatsoever all i'm saying i'm saying one really specific thing He's the most dynamic point-scoring machine in college wrestling history. That's all I'm saying right now.
1: Okay. That's it. Got it. Dynamic. I agree. He's very dynamic. Like most, most points
2: per like most points per minute. If someone did a calculation, most points per minute, I think he would
1: be it. Number one. That's probably true. We should – I don't know how we could run that calculation. Maybe we just get like 10 guys, get like David Taylor and Kale. But we couldn't do it with Kale because I mean, the, the stats aren't there.
2: Yeah, I am saying I'm saying, like, it's not me. I got pins. I didn't score that many damn points. Give me a break.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's incredible. He's incredible. The Hadres got a little more interesting with with Mark Hall losing, which I guess we can get to at some point, but Ben wants to talk about Brandon Meredith Spencer Lee for some reason. So I don't know if we'll get there this show. Any other Brandon Meredith thoughts? He lost to Brandon Cray this week, but that's that's who you want to talk about. Anything else, okay. Ben?
2: Uh, I th- I saw a lot of pajama pants in the fan in the stands because they probably were trying to copy Spencer Lee.
1: I went. Hey, you know what? I I, I was at a Walmart in Coralville. Those dang pajama pants were thirty bucks. What a ripoff! <laughs> Spencer's got them. Spencer brings the pants to Iowa City, and Walmart jacks up the flannel pajama pant price. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I heard. I heard Spencer. Uh, I heard Casey's gonna start selling
2: Spencer Lee signs. Pajama pants uh, Wow! at all their stores. They ought to. They ought
1: to. They sell about everything else, including 60 different types of pizzas, which we got to eat. Yeah, you guys have to tell us about that later. Yeah, we'll get to that after a Brandon uh. Meredith deep dive here. Um, okay, wh- where do you want to go next, Ben? I don't want to rush you here. Well, uh,
2: sorry. I uh, Listen, <laughs> I just didn't want you to skip Spencer Lee. That's all. I want to give Spencer Lee his time,
1: and now and, uh, we can proceed. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give Nick Lee his okay. time. Um, he tech-falled Carter Happel, a feat that Luke Pletcher the week before was unable to accomplish. Ooh, just, nice. Just, just mentioning that, Wrestling Nomad. Uh, Going to be a great final. Those two look... I mean, once again, Luke Pletcher, Major Chad Red again. He looks out of this world good. 49-57. and 57, I really thought, Ben, I think we, I mean, we were watching the match together, commentating it. Yeah. Uh, I think we felt... I know. I personally felt Lugo should have and had a good opportunity to get bonus points and did not. Yep. And I didn't understand yep. the lack of push. I thought Agreed. he had. I thought he had. There were different parts where he really had for clearing on the ropes from the underhook yeah. position. For clearing was having a hard time staying on the mat with him. He kept getting stall calls. Yeah, it seemed like a DQ even scenario could happen uh, if Lugo continued, and then it just it just didn't. And he's kind of settled in for a, a, a lopsided decision. You know, and at that point in the duel. You had just got minus 7 at 133, minus 5 at 141. It's a disastrous start for Iowa. I just thought we would see a different approach there. And also, you're going to need to see a different – this is my, my thing with Iowa. They have the best team. I, I completely agree. But I just, there's just an element of trust I don't have with some of their guys. I think Lugo's good <laughs> enough to beat anyone. I think Lugo could win a title. But I also see him against uh, a Verclear and I'm like, man, this is this is the kind of match at NCAAs where you, you're going to need a bonus point, and you're not going to get a bonus point against a Jared Verclear and you're not going to get a bonus point. So I don't know. That that was just my read.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that sentiment. That bo- I feel the same way about both Lugo and Young. I think Lugo maybe a little more so, but – um, those guys should have pushed for bonus, and obviously it didn't come down to that, but it very, it very, very well could have.
0: Lugo or not Lugo, Young rode for like three and a half minutes. Dumb. Why not work for takedowns when he took him down pretty much at will? And they both did the same thing again on Sunday. Pat Lugo beats Alex. Can't pronounce your Histropolis or something. Histropolis eight three, and Young beats Jake Tucker six two.
1: Yeah. And yeah. T- Tucker's pretty quality, but still he's, that, he's a ranked guy. That's a guy. Was... That's a round one, round two match at NCAAs. Yeah, yes. you, you, yep. you're a guy that was preseason ranked number two, and then Lugal was ranked number one. It's it's very rare that someone like that would not be scoring bonus points. But and I think my whole thing with this is they spend way too much time on top. They ride way too long. Yes. When Caleb Young is not a Turner. Right, he's not going to yeah. turn ranked guys. It's very rare. If he does, he'll do it off a transi- transition, maybe. But those guys can't go with him on his feet. But you allow so much of the match to be at a place where, at most, you're going to score one point on riding time. I don't, I don't understand yeah. that from a strategic standpoint. I, I agree fully. Next oh. topic. Next topic. Sixty-five. They are just gonna oh, go. Yeah. They're going old school clinches for an NCAA title. They're just gonna start locked up, and we'll see what happens. And this time, it went Vincenzo Joseph's way. It's these these matches are strange. They're strange to me. It's it's really they're unlike any other high powered matches. Like they just come down to a few positions. And in this yeah. instance, uh, they kept in and up in the body lock. And you were you were very well, complimentary of Cinzo in the early going.
2: No, so, so they only ended up in the over-under one time, and that was the time that, that Vincenzo threw him. Um, you know, Alex does a great job of getting to his double-unders, and Vincenzo's comfortable with his double-overs. And I watched the matches on Friday before the, the real match, and I said, one of the things, he's got to stop trying his inside trip. I know he loves it. I know he got it the first time, but then three times in a row, he has failed his inside trip, and he was actually really disciplined. He was really patient. He did not try to inside trip Alex Marinelli again and end up on his back. So I thought that was a really good, smart, patient move by Vincenzo. And he waited when, when he got his, a chance at the over-under, he obviously made the most of it.
1: So um, I, I'm i surprised how little their matches come down to leg attacks because both guys have good leg attacks, but it seems like the whole thing yeah. is just this upper body exchange. Do you, do you view the end of that match as Vincenzo was fading or he was just being risk-averse knowing he had a big lead?
2: Yeah, risk averse. That's one of those where I say, you know, I said he's a gunslinger and he's boring because, you know, he could have put some more effort into that third period. But he said, ah, I'm up by three points or whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'll just keep on defending.
1: Now, here, here's the question: Going into Big Tens and probably NCAAs, does this change how you view it? No, I don't think so.
2: So who do you think wins, Chenzo? Chen—I mean, I picked Chenzo, and I feel like it's Chenzo. But I feel it's like worlds where, where it's like if we're doing betting odds, it's a it's a plus one thirty, minus one one hundred. You know, it's not like a it's not like he's a two to one favorite or anything. It's like he's a favorite, but it's like really close. And it's really competitive.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Part of me thinks like. If it's just going to come down to upper body stuff every single time, it's going to be a real dealer's choice kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like that's what their matches are going to come down to. Only the first time they met was uh, Chinzo able to to hit him with a double. He hit his inside trip. But really since then, it's just been these upper body exchanges it's come down to. And I think if I'm Alex Marinelli, I feel good about that because I feel like that's more of a 50-50 where if I think it becomes a straight leg attack – Contest, I think it's it's problematic. One thing, you know, Chinzo can't ride Alex, um, and Alex can't ride him. So I think that's no yeah. – it's just going to come down to these exchanges. And, um, man, I'm excited. I mean, that that Big Ten rematch is one I'm going to be really throwing out. Obviously, Evan Wick and some of these other guys may have something to say about we, it.
2: Yeah, we, we, get Wick, we get Wick versus Chinzo this Friday night. They're not we, allowed we, to we wrestle.
1: Never, Something's going to happen. We've
2: never <laughs> seen it. How have we never seen it? It's kind of crazy, because right? Because
1: they are – Technically, legally bound from from competing against each other. And I think we'll see that again <laughs> this weekend. Uh, um, no, hopefully they do finally. It's finally a federal was, law. Federal law. Um, <laughs> these, Coach Bono and Coach Sanderson are rule followers. So we're not going to see them get into hot water there. So, no, maybe we'll see it. Hope we do. Hey,
2: they're doing a little tribute to Bobby Douglas on Friday night. So that'll be nice, obviously. Bono and Sanderson both wrestled for Bobby Douglas as well as. a a bunch of members of the coaching staffs on each team. So that'd be nice to do a little tribute to Bobby Douglas.
1: Yes. I, I I don't know if there's a coach that is more revered and respected by former athletes than Bobby Douglas is. They, they just love that guy.
0: Uh, Arizona state and Zeke Jones just had something for him a few weeks ago too.
1: He he is, um, he's one of those special people in the sport. You can tell he just had a massive impact. Um, so yeah, that'll be cool. We're gonna have our man Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. on the scene in, it, Mad, and in Madtown. And Town. He was twenty years ahead of the game because this man was wearing fanny packs twenty years ago when
2: <laughs> it wasn't cool, and now it's starting to be cool again. Bobby Douglas been doing it the whole time. He's been way ahead of the game. In, you guys know what he
1: had in his fanny pack? No, cold spray. It it, it was a turkey claw. Why? Who who knows? What <laughs> like, you don't know why? I, I got, someone, I got
2: I got. the fanny pack up one time. And there was a turkey claw in there. Oh, my gosh. Is that some, like, <laughs> I, uh, I
1: voodoo I don't know. charm or something? What voodoo mama juju. I don't, I, I don't know
2: that it was always in there, but at that point in time, it was in there.
1: Okay, a turkey claw. Who knows what that means? I was Sion. This is why we need Sion. Come on and, and clarify. Sion.
2: Sion would do a tribute to Bobby Douglas.
1: Yes, that, yes he will. Sure. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get Bobby to Austin for uh to do some content with him. So hopefully that works oh out. Oh my god. Please please let that happen. Yeah, yeah. We're we're trying to make it happen. Okay. Uh, so you
2: know you, you guys know you guys know that Bobby one of Bobby's things is that he could never get names right. So that's exactly where Sion came from. Oh <laughs> my gosh, really? Uh, Bobby would have guys on his team for like Five years and not get their name right at all. <laughs> like he would call Kale Cody, or like he would say Ben is, well, is Bob. He, he probably figured out Kale's name, I'm guessing, because he was really good at wrestling, but he probably didn't know Sion's name. He probably still doesn't know Sion's name. That's possible. That's like possible. Coach, Hort, coach Horton, who is an All American and who is
1: my coach, he didn't get Coach Horton's name right for a, a bunch of years, and he was an All American. Nice. Maybe it's just like a maybe it's just like a Jedi mind trick. Like you you have to win a certain level for you for him to learn your name. That's funny. Then uh, funny. So 65 was crazy. Oh, also I have another point. Maybe we'll get to it uh later. Yeah, I'll save it. So then 74 Oh, wait. I want to hear your point. I will. Uh it's I'm, I'm building to it. I'm building to it. Okay. 74. Right. So 65 uh Penn State strikes back. They start the um, second half strong. Then Michael Kimmer comes out, hero status, takes out Mark Hall. But the opening exchange is the craziest, is one, one of the craziest starts to a match I've seen. Because Mark Hall gets Kimmer's hands up to here and bombs him straight to his back. But somehow, through some science, Kimmer's able to roll <laughs> through it and end up on a single leg, which. I would still be there on the mat. They would still be. They would be scraping me. Uh, but somehow, Kemmerer gets out of it. Uh, and that, what a tone that set for the match.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he just threw it with a little too much power. He gave 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 Kimmerer a little too much momentum to you know he kind of rolled up off his back and then he couldn't hold him there. Um, uh, I, when I saw that happen, I thought I thought it was
1: lights over lights out six points for sure. Yeah, I said match over light, I mean, in that moment. Once he had it and stepped in, you're saying it's over, right? And he lands yeah, straight yeah. on his back. You're saying it's over, but he. Yeah. I think they got this call completely right too. I think that's not two. I don't think yeah. he held him long enough. Obviously in freestyle or Greco, that's four all day, but. Um, not not in this scenario, and I don't. Do you think that the way that scenario played out really had an adverse effect on Mark, or was Kimmer just going to win this match, barring not getting pinned? Oof. Well, I mean, adverse effect of the point of he didn't get six points. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, mentally, that, I'm talking that mentally.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know Mark Hall well enough to comment, but obviously, I like I said this in my mental money. I said I don't think, I don't feel like that matches the same at Big Tens or Nationals. I I, th- I do think Mark Hall got Carver. I think Carver uh, paid a mental tax on him and. um So yeah, I mean I I see I could definitely see that that uh, that scramble having an adverse effect on him.
1: Okay, so why are you so confident? So you're just attributing Michael Kemmer able to get to his legs and finish that consistently as just carver mental taxing and that it couldn't be a good matchup Um, and the fact and the fact that Michael Kemmer or excuse me Mark Hall is best known defensively for being Wicked to finish on head inside, and yeah, the fact that all those yeah. attacks were head outside—that—that maybe that, that, may that gives—that suggests to me there's something else there.
2: Yeah, I mean that was great strategy. I don't think that and can camera win next time. Yeah, that that's possible, uh, but none of us were saying it was possible prior to that. It just looked like Mark Hall was a little different. He was moving a little slower. His left feet looked a little heavier. Um, that's that's how I feel. Um, obviously, we'll see
1: it again two more times. Yeah, thankfully that's likely true. I don't see anything stopping that match from happening again. But I, I thought I, – I really felt like there was something there too additionally. I thought once he got to legs, I thought he had yeah. some of the solutions, especially – forget if it was the first or second takedown. It was kind of an extended exchange. The, the last takedown, he just kind of blew through him, kind of on the double. Yeah. But it was like yep. Hall was running him through his scrambles and – Ma- Michael Kemmer just seemed to have the answers there.
2: So he's I mean a- Kemmer is he's good in those scrambles, you know, and he ha- his body's kind of unique. Uh, but I th- I think the outside step-by-crotch was doing was huge. I don't think we've seen him really do that too much before. I thought it was it was I told you it was a great strategy against Mark Hall. Um, but at the same time I just I felt like that wasn't uh 100% Mark Hall. And listen, that's on that's on him for not being ready to wrestle in that environment.
1: Yeah. And then Here's my point. Aaron Brooks comes out the next yeah. match, all the momentum. He just watched by a guy he works out with, someone lose, Mark Hall. And then he comes out, true freshman, in the most adverse situation you can be wrestling in, Carver Hawk Arena, and wins. It's like, there's like no, for me, if there was an instance where momentum would exist and impact Couldn't a match. That have the same thing we said for Mark Hall. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, Hall sees Chenzo win and lays an egg, and then Brooks sees Hall lay an egg, and he wins. So, I'm like, where's the... Yeah. It, if there's a case for momentum, it doesn't lie in this duel, because everything was stacked against <laughs> Iowa, and then they, they come back. So, I, I just don't see it there.
2: I mean, every, everything affects people differently, right? I mean, it could it could go to the point where Aaron Brooks is a little too confident. He saw Mark Hall lose and he said, "Oh, oh damn. I better I better go tighten everything up a little bit, right?" But uh, to what it's worth, Ar- Aaron Brooks looked fantastic. Um his head was all the way in the match. He did not get affected by Carver and the environment that he was in. Uh he competed fantastic.
1: Yeah, I thought he looked really really good. I think if as we continue to watch 184, I I feel better and better about Aaron Brooks' prospects at 184 pounds as a potential NCAA yeah, finalist. You're, he can't beat Saheed, you're right but I'm telling you, he—that's an NCAA finalist caliber wrestler, especially at this weight class. I think. Yeah. I mean, someone like Heidley, I think that's the by rankings maybe the second best guy. He can totally beat uh, Trent. I think he has beaten him in, in freestyle before. So, uh, you know, Taylor Lujan is a is a unique problem for Aaron Brooks. I think, but. This is a guy that's going to be in the mix to make the NCAA finals.
2: Yeah, and I think you I, know I, Assad I, loses to Cam I, Caffey.
1: I, I, I don't feel that way.
2: Yeah, I said I said no on Friday night, and then uh, you, you know you kind of talked me into it. Um, when I thought about it, I think you're right. I think it's uh, you know, is he going to be in the NCAA finals? No, and could I see him not placing this bracket? Yes, hmm. but. Um, I
1: could definitely see him making a path towards towards the NCAA finals for sure. I mean, my man Hunter Bolin sits at number two. Now he is yeah. kind of the goat, but at the same <laughs> time, he's a little limited. And I think someone like Brooks can can, can go with him. So, You're just ignoring yeah. the Taylor Vins match, I am. I'm ignoring. It. Consider it ignored. Okay. <laughs> I will only. I will only. Taylor- I, will only Taylor- I will only consider evidence that supports my thought. That's just, Vince that's just has been being smart, Kyle.
2: Huh? Vince has lost three of his last four. He's been having a rough go, too. He is struggling. No, I know. I'm just
1: like... No, that's a good Vince point. Vince kind of controlled that match. He did. He gave up the first... Uh, I think Aaron first, got the first yeah. take down, and then it was it was all Vince after that. Yeah, I know. I know all that. I, I attribute a little of that to true freshman kind of stuff. Brooks is still just... He hasn't been on the mat all that long is my understanding. Like he missed some time with a, with an injury that kind of like – so he's only now rounding into like peak shape. There, there's a lot of guys that can beat Aaron Brooks, but you can't give me a list other than Zaheed Valencia, someone that he can't beat. And then – so you consider that, that he can beat anyone but Zaheed, You consider where he wrestles, his training partners, his coaches, and his pedigree, you, you feel good about that. Yeah. So that that's where, where I'm at, and then Caffey takes out Assad, which is a, a rough rough result for for Abe. Yet at the same time, Kim Caffey's been pretty dang hot. He beat Bronigal, Assad, Vins, Webster the last three weeks.
0: Yeah, that uh, he actually got major by Bronigal earlier in the year somehow, and then so he reversed that. And then Assad was in so many times and yeah. just could not finish.
2: He couldn't. He could not finish yeah. on him. So I mean, was a- this is one of those things, guys. I you know what I think back to is you know, we all said when Assad got pulled that, you know, we felt like he wasn't that much of an upgrade over uh Wilkie or, or Nelson Brands. And we said <laughs> Iowa coaches may have seen something that we didn't see. And now watching both Friday night and and Sunday, I'm like, Well, what was it? Right? I mean, I see Abusad as as like a really similar solution that Cash Wilkie, I think you know, he's really good for a true freshman. He could all American. He could not all American. But I see it as like kind of the same, same, same thing as those other two.
1: I I view it as they get get him in the lineup. The Caffey match, I think, is when he wins the next time around. I think there's a few okay. technical adjustments to be made. I'm going to favor the guy that's on the legs the whole match, right? I think it is. Well, that's that's a that's a personal bias. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would say actually I would say it's not a personal bias. I would say that statistically the uh, that would bear out. You, that the guy you, you don't is,
2: actually you don't actually have statistics. Show them to me.
1: Um well of course but, not. That's easy to say. Nor do you have the contrary statistics other than like your <laughs> match well, results. Uh, no, that's
2: not true. You know what I brought up to Brian Snyder yesterday that was very ironic is uh, Mike Labriola was in on the in on the winning takedown against Mike Cameron and got leg passed to lose and uh, yesterday, uh, the Ohio state guy, I'm blanking on his name. I don't know why was in on the way to take down with short time. And Mike Legreola
1: passed his leg to win the match. Caleb Romero. So, so Caleb Romero. So maybe you should let them shoot on you. Um, well, I would say that statistically, I think, you know, you're being a little, a little cute right now. <laughs> the guy that's able to get the legs more consistently nine times out of 10 is going to, man, I don't even say nine times out of it. That is, that is an what? advantage. Well,
2: you know what would be a great statistic, Christian? It would be just fantastic that someone should do. Um percentage of times that you get your hands locked on a light that you finish.
1: Like how awesome would it be to have that statistic. Yes. I think that's a huge one. That's, I th- I also think how be often awesome. you're able I would like to know who gets to the lock the most, the most consistently. Let's, I bet that let's get both those stats. Am- yeah. Amount I'll, of times to the lock per match and amount of
2: times finished when you're on the lock. That oh my God, that would be glorious to have those statistics.
1: We just, uh, won't you, not you dip into the the UFC money and uh, get get some some statistical person? We need, we need one of those. Yeah, we need it. We need someone. Uh, we that's one. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. Wrestling like needs better. We need more stats. stats. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. that, those would be two money ones. Okay. Does MMA have like super like robust statistics? Not
2: not, not really. See,
1: they haven't even. I mean, they're they they're
2: they're just starting to make a few more like but a lot of them are shit. like for example the like <laughs> most most non MMA fans think significant strike means like it's actually a significant strike but all significant strike means is you're not hitting them with the jab so if it's a, a right hand or an uppercut or a hook those all count as significant strikes when obviously like a jab could land really hard right yeah and a right uh, a straight could be glancing. And so, um, you know, the significant strike
1: category is actually significantly misleading to most um, MMA fans. In my opinion, all your strikes should have been regarded as significant, Ben. <laughs> Shut up, Christian. <laughs> that's, that's just how I believe. Brecky uh, hit him significantly. <laughs> okay. Um, 97. All right, so we're talking about Brooks. Said my thing there. 97. Here's, here's what I want to get to. I have the quote from Cale from Sanderson. He oh, said, that's, good. that's good. He said, trying to put our team together, our lineup might continue to change. Enter Shakur that- Rashid, 197 pounds. If you're looking for a spot where they might change, where they have Michael Beard who is traveling with the team, the rumors are starting to circulate. Maybe they, they, they shaved the beard, as it were, and um, oh, we, see him, we see him. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're going with? I don't know. No. <laughs> makes sense. Okay, trim it. Maybe they just trim it. Who knows? He doesn't even have a beard, honestly. So, what what do we even say? But I think that's a move they can make, right? Shakur for beard. I don't, I don't think that's that much of an upgrade. I don't, I don't either. Think it's that much. I would. They need someone to hurt. They need someone to replace Brandon
2: Meredith. They need to get. Uh, who's that uh, one Japanese guy that's training there? <laughs> I don't think he's there anymore.
1: Um, okay. Who, who was that? Ray Higuchi. Higuchi, yeah.
2: Ray, uh, put put Higuchi in the lineup.
0: Fun yeah. fact: uh, CP got catfished one time and tried to make a, sp- a spay write an article about Higuchi joining the Penn State roster.
1: You know, and it was a
0: fake article.
1: You know that did happen, but um, but I have a I have a good team that that uh, can sniff out the catfish. So that happened, but it never hit never hit published, So it's uh this is all hearsay. It's all alleged. So that is so funny. Ninety seven. You know. Warner comes out, the ladies' man, Jacob Warner, comes out, gets the takedown early, and it was like thirty six Mat returns in the first period. It was I was exhausted 30, watching the thing.
2: Yes, I I agree. I was so impressed uh with um oh my god, Shakur's ability just to get back to his feet over and over again. I mean that that's a that's a tough task and Warner just kept hustling those mat returns. Um yeah, I mean I was kind of impressed with both guys on that one.
1: Yeah, so that was a close match. Yep. Yeah, at the same time, Shakur never really that close to scoring. We're, we're seeing no. he he is having a hard time getting his offense going. And I think that that has to be what. Say what you want about Michael Beard, the guy's gonna be able to get to legs consistently. He's able to do that. He's he's a really strong leg attacker. And the other thing that we mentioned last week is Shakur's not able to ride guys right. Like um, yeah. Warner has had some bottom liabilities at times and. You know, If there's a path to a win there for Shakur, you might think, okay, he could get a ride going. But he there, there was no ride um, that was really threatening to Jacob Warner. So I think if he's not dominant on top or that's a, a potential path to victory, Shakur, without being able to get to legs, is just going to be a tough guy to get wins at this level against, yeah. the, against the good guys. So I, I feel similar. I think maybe you know. I the first thing when
2: I when I stopped wrestling and with MMA and then came back a little bit, the the thing that I felt went right away was my timing, and I feel like Shakur used timing for a lot of his attacks at the upperways and maybe it's just not there. So that is that is something that could come back for him potentially. Um, but I just I feel the same way as you. He didn't really get very close to any takedowns against uh, Jacob Warner.
1: So that move might come. I wonder when we would see that. I mean, could it be Wisconsin where the they pull the pull beard out. I don't see any other moves to make other than do they throw Gardner in at forty nine? That was kind of speculated, yeah. but they didn't do it.
0: If you want to kind of ease him back in the lineup, this would be a good weekend to do it.
1: Yeah, he would hit uh, Ritter this weekend. Yeah, Ritter. Ritter and then
0: oh, Watkins, I guess Friday night
2: From yeah. Wisconsin or or Kristensen,
1: right. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll I don't know if they'll pull the trigger there or not. I don't know if that's the move to make, but it, it's pretty clear Kale's going to do what what he can do to put them in position to win. Also, another nugget from the uh, from the Kale interview: Nick Lee sleeps nine and one quarter hours every night. <laughs> what? What? I, I missed that. I so basically, I basically uh, he's asked like you know talk about Nick Lee, his performance, and Kale's like he's very consistent. He works really hard. He's a really good kid. He does this, this, and this. He gets nine and a quarter hours of sleep every night. He's threw that in there. That's a lot of sleep. It's too much. Yeah. Is that too much? Eight. It looks like the right oh. amount for Nick. It's too much. <laughs> well, coming from Dad over a, here, who's getting about two hours a night. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't even think I could sleep nine hours right can't, now if I
1: tried to. Dude, I cannot sleep nine and a half, nine and a quarter hours. I can't, I can't get to nine, much less it's that last quarter is probably really <laughs> tough. But nine hours – I want – that makes me wonder. Is there like some scientific thing? They're like, you guys need to get nine and a quarter hour of sleep. Whether you're asleep that whole time or you're just laying there, you just need to get that much rest every single day.
0: Isn't that like the TB12 method? Doesn't he say <laughs> sleep
2: forever? Really? Who's, yeah. TB,
1: who's, TB, who's TB12?
2: Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, I guess I only watch wrestling and MMA. So when you say some of these other things, I'm it's kind of lost on me.
1: He's a he's a NFL quarterback. He has all I, these I, like – I know who
0: he is. It's kind of got all these crazy, like his diet and his recovery and how he works out, and he calls it the TB12 method.
1: I think I think oh. Penn State's very sciency. It wouldn't surprise me if they had some sort of a thing. Hey, you need to get this much sleep a, a night, rather than yeah. whereas some teams are just like, hey, get good rest, make sure you're not staying up all night. They're like, no, nine and a quarter is is important or something like that. So that's very good. Very so, or maybe Nick Lee is just a sleepy guy. Maybe he just needs rest. Who knows? But I thought that was interesting. Who knows? How much did you get in your heyday?
2: I, I'm, I'm still, I still need my sleep. I that's like one thing I can't do without. I could be cold, I could be hot, I could not eat, I could do whatever, but I need my sleep, man. if I, if I don't get my sleep, I'm going to be grumpy. I'm not going to be as sharp. And I, th- I think that's been proven out with statistics that your, uh, your both your body and your mind does do not function well on uh, sleep deprivation.
1: No, very true, very true. So and good, then- good, good job, Nick
2: Lee. I love it.
1: Yeah, he, he looks great. Now, then we go to heavyweight, big tone for big snacks, and <laughs> it looks – I tell you what, Seth Neville's had a really impressive opening little defense there, mm-hmm. but yeah. Tony shows the flexibility. So did Big so, Tone. Yeah, so did Big Tone. But Big Tone went, like, basically in the splits. It's a 260-pound was- guy. And then he kept that uh, – they were in the Wizards seatbelt, and he – as coach brand has got him back on his haunches and got the two and well, once he got the takedown he had the bar you could really say match over like at that point that exchange won the match
2: yeah i mean that was uh that was impressive i, I was so impressed by big tone uh balance flexibility yeah I didn't panic in the scramble it was
1: awesome no so that and that was the final uh, final match. It came down to heavyweight. The match went as we kind of said and alluded to. Anytime you kind of like go down the line, oh, it'll be like this, and I was going to win, and over. You that's when you know something crazy is going to happen. And there were like yep. four or five crazy things that happened that match.
2: Yes. So at the I end mean, of it, the, the, the other thing. Hold on, so the other thing that we don't think about is that you know I I texted you just after this after it was like if. If Chenzo gets that pin, the Penn State wins. And that could have very with that situation, that could have very, very easily happened. Or, you know, Mark Cole holds Kemmer on his back and um there's a whole bunch of things that could have made it go. I mean, obviously you don't really expect the Santa injured and that to be six points also. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of things that could have really went other other directions.
1: Another thing I have to talk to you about, Ben.
2: Uh-oh.
1: why why don't you think Roman Bravo Young can win NCAAs?
2: Uh, I just, you know where, you know where I got out on Roman Bravo young, um, when he couldn't win the U- UWW juniors last year, I looked at that bracket and I thought Roman Bravo young is going to win this very easily. Yeah, and I he thought did that not, too. in fact, he did not in fact do that. And then I'm like, okay, maybe he's not as good as I thought he was. So you know what, if, if he can get it done, um, against say, uh, Seth Gross or Sebastian Rivera, then I'll put it back in that category. But until that happens, um, yeah, I just I just didn't view him in that same light.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's a four person race for one thirty three, and I you know Gross is my pick, but you look you stack up the skills that he has, I think I think he's right there to win. I thought he showed that hey he at least for that point in time he passed the Desanto test, right? I mean I felt yeah, felt absolutely,
2: absolutely.
1: That that's an obstacle, right? And that's someone that okay.
2: Well, I, what about the Josh Kramer match? Or what about the the Sammy Alvarez match? What about those?
1: Yeah, well, we throw those
2: okay.
1: out. What? Well, well, he won them, so no, I'm not going to throw them out. He won those matches. That's yeah. part of the thing. Yeah. Did he look super inspirational against Josh Kramer? No. He did he fade? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, Alvarez won, the Alvarez one. The Alvarez one. I I attribute to. Well, one, I never felt like he was going to lose that match. I never felt like he was in a bad position. I just think it was overtime, right? Okay, but he was never like in—he was never in a position where I was like, "Oh, he's about to get scored on." It was always Roman almost scoring, and Alvarez doing amazing defensive counters yeah. to a- avoid getting scored on. I think, and and it was adjustments that Roman was able to make in the match that he was able to get the takedown in overtime. So yeah, it went to overtime. Very close match, but. I look at that as Alvarez is really good defensively and it does show that Roman does have a hard time getting his offense going against certain guys and Alvarez was one of them but yeah I think he's able to uh, I don't know I he's not my pick but I think he's one of the three or four guys that can that can win a title this year I think he's I think he's okay. pretty dang well, special in a few different I'll areas. withhold
2: my judgment till fr- Friday night I'll give you uh, I'll give you a better judgment
1: yes why because Friday night he will wrestle Seth Gross oh baby that will be Got a it. spicy, spicy match. <clears throat> um yeah, so we'll see then. I think um I think that's gonna be a closer match. I mean I think Seth has had is has been a little different this year, man. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I think this is gonna be a really hard match for him.
0: It, nomad talks about it a lot too, and he was right after watching the Seabass match and Decatur, he struggles with guys that are really quick.
1: Yeah. And that's as quick as anyone he'll face. Yeah. I mean, Roman and Rivera, from a quickness standpoint, is fast, fast. He is real yeah. fast. And if he takes an is, Eric when, okay. single leg,
2: he's going to run behind. Yeah. What? When, when is when is Seabass uh, coming back? Did, do we know that? Possibly this weekend. Possibly this weekend. Okay.
1: We're trying to find and out.
2: Then, where the hell is Joey Silva? What's his problem? I don't know. I
0: don't Did know. you listen to the show Friday?
1: No. I tried to get no. Ben to
0: make a pick between Joey Silva and Sammy Alvarez. Uh huh wrestling at oh. Madison Square Garden, live on Big Ten Network, and yeah. he goes, "I'm not doing it." Joey Silva ain't gonna show up, and he didn't. He oh didn't my show gosh! You did <laughs> 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 uh,
1: I don't. No comment. I don't know what's going on there. I am sad. I wish. <laughs> I wish he was wrestling. I think he's really good and really fun to watch. <laughs> now, um, we don't. Well, we're kind of plowing through. Uh, do you want to maybe for will forego? We did this last Tuesday. We forego questions from friends. We kicked it down the line to um, Wednesday. Yeah. Do you want to give like your final Iowa Penn State as a team race thoughts?
2: Um, I I, I so I made it, I did a little periscope on Saturday morning. I don't feel like it changed my perspective that much. I still don't really think Penn State can win. I, I and I kind of went weight by weight and. Man, Iowa would just have to have so many things go wrong. It's not just like one or two. It's like they would literally have to have probably three or four things go wrong in order for them not to beat Penn State, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's probably true. But I I know that in the rankings and in maybe even in the match results itself, it didn't bear out major changes. But I just felt like okay, th- twenty five. We know they're they're going to win there. But like 33, you could go two directions in in that in that result, and it went the wrong way for Iowa, right? It's, and now I'm not sure yeah. about him. And also, everyone saw that this is potentially a strategy you can use against DeSanto, and he won't know what to do. 41 for Max Murin to miss a duel of that magnitude shows that there's a real injury thing going on there, right? Sure. Okay. If you're, so yeah. I don't trust I don't trust Max Murin, Right? That that he's going to be healthy. You look at 49 and 57. They're going to be in close matches, right? They're going to be in close yeah. matches. There's three guys. Yeah. There's three guys. I don't trust. Uh, saw just lost that's to that's Cam odd. Caffey.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Aba just lost to Cam Caffey and Aaron Brooks. You can't trust him to place high. So, and, you know, Jacob Warner l- loses to Eric Schultz. So there's a lot of things you don't necessarily trust that this is going to be a big time point score. Now, the Iowa fans are just going to take that part and not take the next part. What I'm going to say is, like, I do think those guys are going to place and can place high. Iowa but hater. Iowa hater. That's what they say. Um, meanwhile, I've somehow been able to raise uh, the most uh, obnoxiously pro-Iowa <laughs> child that has ever lived. Um, what are they calling you now? Uh,
0: CPSU?
1: Oh. oh. Okay. CPSU. Uh, meanwhile. Penn State Piles is what they are saying. Pin State Piles was the thing. Um, how long? How long does Caleb get to be an Iowa fan before you kick
2: him out of the house?
1: <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. I love it. He is so. He he was talking to me yesterday. I picked him up from gymnastics. One, he won the rope climbing contest at gymnastics. He says because he did the rope in the Iowa wrestling room. One, nice. And then, so I don't know. I think who that he, goes all the way back to Seabolt. In Seabolt, yeah, yeah, <laughs> could be that. So then. He's talking to me about the facility. He's like, they're gonna build a new facility, but they. Then he goes, they been talking about this building. I went to build a new facility since twenty seventeen. That's three years. He's like, these construction workers should get an F minus. So I don't, I don't know who he talked to about the new Iowa facility, but he's really mad that it hasn't been built yet. That he's given. He's like those guys. The construction workers must have got an F minus. He college. should
0: he should come here and give our construction workers an F minus as well.
2: I, he <laughs> would be
1: devastated if he saw the the work going on next door. They See, stink. I, he is yeah. Yeah, he I, is, th-
2: I thought you guys were having a new HQ, and then I came and it was the same HQ. Yeah,
1: same. They're not changing nothing. Um. So yeah, he um yeah he's he's obsessed. He's He's out of his mind for Iowa. He'll never be kicked out. I love his – I love how much he loves wrestling. It gets me very excited. So that's my thought. Iowa's still the favorite and I never never have said that they aren't. But there's just some elements of unease that I have where I have no – I don't have any discomfort saying Nick Lee is going to be top two and that Roman Bravo Young is, is top four, top five and that um, – Chinzo and Hall are going to be in the finals, and I don't have any reservations saying Brooks is probably top four this year. Um, Now, that's a
2: tough one. It's
1: possible.
2: It's possible. I think it's. I. I don't think you should count on it.
1: Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. And you know what? Maybe there's too many weights. I haven't said. I didn't say 97. I didn't say heavyweight. So yeah, maybe it is crazy. But um, I'm just still a little. Maybe I'm just. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but that's just how I feel. but all in all, man, hats off to Iowa. Those people showed up. It was insane. I've never. It was the best dual experience I've ever had. Uh, Oklahoma State Iowa last year was definitely close and was definitely epic. But like the the magnitude of the duel, sixteen thousand, it was so so crazy. And like the swings in the match and the wrestling was so good and high level. Yes. it was it was really really fun and um, exciting exciting to be there.
2: Yeah, that was, it was such an awesome dual meet. Um, I mean, without thinking to you, but probably one of my favorites of all time also. Uh, and and, yeah, and the emotional swings back and forth were crazy.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. What uh, a, can we get your thoughts on Casey's or what happened? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we sure. uh, shout out to our lady, Casey's lady, Susan. She uh, met us there and, and had three pies for us. And Ben Askren said... He would not. He told Bono, "I will not eat the taco pizza, and I will not <laughs> I eat like the it. breakfast pizza." And sure enough, Susan had taco, breakfast, and pepperoni. And he tried ah. them all. He tried them all. And um, I liked, I liked them all. Actually, I liked Casey's pizza. I
2: did. And I did not like the. I did not like the taco pizza. The breakfast pizza was all right. Pepperoni was good.
1: The pepperoni was good. I liked the taco pizza the most. I did not like the breakfast pizza. Which I was surprised because I yeah, love – an acquired taste. I, I, but there's – apparently you, there's a sauce scenario. There's different there's, – the myriad combinations you can have in a Casey's Pizza is, is unthinkable. So there were different things I could have done, um, but it was pretty good. Do you think steps are being taken to
0: uh, make my Tuesday headline come true? That we're going to someday enter a historic partnership with Casey's Pizza? <laughs> I I would not rule
1: it out. I think it was a I think it was a booming success for I'm the Casey's like, brand.
0: I'm thinking like maybe they have some kind of deal. Maybe you would check out you enter promo code flow oh or something. Mm-hmm. You know, Whoa. flow. There yeah. you go. And you get a little discount. And we're sending business Casey's way. You know what I mean? So I think I maybe think we, we should get do some that. money back. You know, get a little
1: kickback. Yeah, wet the beak a little bit. Uh, yeah. I think that would be great. You know what we learned about Casey's Pizza? They sell the fifth most pizzas in the country, and they're only in 16 states. Did you know that? That, No.
2: That's mind-blowing. That That is is insane.
1: They're only in 16 states. They're a $9 billion business, apparently. So they're in the pizza category. They are definitely in the pizza category. I think Ben and I are now in the pizza category (laughs) having uh, that Casey's experience. So that was really cool, and we actually met some people. That was kind of funny. Uh, Some people. Yeah, we
2: had two
1: or three people show hmm. up to see us. Yeah, Facebook Live. That's D- awesome. They were watching on Facebook Live and just pulled into the Coralville Pizza. <laughs> that's uh, great. Casey's Pizza. There is a Casey's Pizza. You can't throw a rock without hitting a Casey's Pizza. They are absolutely – Oh, my God. Seriously. They are everywhere. Um, everywhere. Very, great great business, I guess. Okay. Um, well, that's all we're going to get into because it's 945 deep in the heart of Texas and even in Manitowoc County. Uh, it's 9.45, <laughs> so we're to get out of here. Do you have something? You look like you something. No, no, no. Your time. I'm good. Okay. Ben, Sorry. do you have anything else before we Wait, depart? Uh, yeah, you said you would bring something up later. Did you, had, did you bring it up later? Yeah, it was the momentum thing.
2: Oh, momentum. I was That's like,
1: right. man, if there was a case for momentum, it would have been – it should have happened in that match. Aaron Brooks should have melted down. Uh, Mark Hall should have won. All these different things should have happened. It didn't happen. So. Mm. Momentum moment. doesn't
2: exist, I guess. Well, it exists,
1: <laughs> but I just think it's maybe a little overrated in a, in a, in a dual meet setting. Sure, sure. Okay, uh, Tyler, we're oh, ready. Oh my God!
2: Go. Wait, time out! Time out! Okay. That other garbage ranking ranked Roman Bravo Young number one. What are what are they doing? That's your people. This, that's your uh, you and advocate they, for that. I don't have. They should be fired.
1: <laughs> fired. No explanation either. The most, the most shameful thing—they won't even put their—they won't even give an explanation for why they just move them around. Fired. You wanna know why? Because they don't know why. Because they just want to move stuff around. They're ranking people that don't even start. Oh. People that don't even wrestle. Shameful. Fired. Disgusting.
2: Oh my god.
1: Hey, you know who's not fired currently? Us. Way to go, Kyle and I. Yeah. Not fired. Not, not fired. Gonna, don't have to wipe our computers yet. <laughs> Thanks so much uh, for listening. You- 454 strong Pro Wrestling Radio Live thanks to Ben Askren we'll be back tomorrow come heck or high water and that's all there is to it see you then, happy Tuesday
2: peace